0: Welcome to What The Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, Certified Financial Planner, Jonathan Bedner.
1: Thank you for joining me on the 76th episode Of what the wealth, I'm your host Jonathan Bedner, certified financial planner, here today to talk about the perpetual crisis known as the debt ceiling. This is not something that is new, but we've had some questions around what is the debt ceiling, why is it important, and what does it mean. And so, I thought I would take this podcast as a way to kind of dissect what this debt ceiling is. So, this is from bgrdc.com the bgr group and uh, i thought i would kind of just peel some of the layers of the onion back so we can kind of talk about this the debt ceiling or the debt limit is the maximum amount of money that the federal government can borrow to meet its existing legal obligation so this is money that has been approved to be used by the government to meet its its to pay its bills Uh, In 1917, the debt ceiling was created by the Congress via the Second Liberty Bond Act. Prior to the creation of the debt ceiling, there were some limitations on the amount of the debt that the government could issue. All except for about a year during 1835 to 1836, the United States has continuously had fluctuating public debt. The national debt has been increased under every presidential administration since Herbert Hoover The United States has raised its debt ceiling at least 90 times in the 20th century. So important to know that this is not a recent phenomenon of raising the debt ceiling. Now, obviously, the amount of debt that we have as a country, you know, $30 trillion, is a ton of money. Uh, And this is a, a, a whole other conversation of how do we tackle that? This conversation is really just, you know, what does that debt ceiling mean? So going back over the years, you know, we butt up against this debt ceiling. And once we kind of essentially, for lack of better words, run out of money, you know, Congress approves a debt ceiling increase. And that gives the government more money to spend. But it's not new money to spend, it's money to spend prior obligations, already, already agreements and bills and and Uh, things we're paying for that's already in existence that still have to be paid for based on, well, they're they're the obligations that have already in stone, they're already set. So the United States, again, has raised that debt ceiling 90 times in the 20th century. It has never been reduced. Since 1962 until 2011, the debt ceiling was raised 74 times, uh, including 18 times under President Ronald Reagan, eight times under President Bill Clinton, seven times under President George W. Bush, five times under President Barack Obama. And then from 2001, Congress has raised the debt ceiling 14 uh, additional times from 2001 to 2016. The debt ceiling was raised roughly $5.4 billion under President George W. Bush's tenure and was raised... Roughly six and a half billion during President Barack Obama's tenure. Just in the COVID era, where we saw the emergency uh, use of funds to help get past COVID, we saw the debt ceiling go up by six or seven billion dollars there. So there have been lots of times where the debt ceiling has been raised. Again, these are to fund prior obligations that are already on the books and to keep those bills paid in order to avoid a default. Where we currently sit is the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2019 suspended the debt ceiling until July 31st, 2021. Uh, And that debt ceiling uh, debt limit was raised to $22 when Congress passed that bill. Since the lapse, the debt ceiling limit has thus been reset to its previous ceiling plus the amount it borrowed since the ceiling was suspended, which again was another six and a half trillion as of June 30th, 2021. And so on August 1st, the debt, August 1st, 2021, the debt ceiling sat around twenty eight and a half trillion dollars. That is a lot of money the current debt ceiling limit is 31.4 trillion so the amount that is set by law and has been increased or suspended over the years to allow for additional borrowing needed to finance obviously the government operations and obligations like we discussed but that that gets us to you know essentially 31 trillion dollars that, you know, we have butted up again. So obviously it's very easy to tell we spend way more money than we take in. And that's why you continue to see the debt ceiling increase over time, which is why we need to do some sort of reform again. That's on another conversation. So what does all this mean? Some quick facts on this U.S. debt ceiling. Let's call you know U.S. debt ceiling quick facts. The debt ceiling is the total amount of money the United States government is authorized to borrow to pay for programs like Social Security and Medicare benefits, military salaries, tax credits, interest on debt, that sort of stuff. It is the amount of money we need to do to pay our bills. very similar to the amount of money you need to run your household. You have a set amount of money that you need to pay the water bill, the electricity bill, home insurance, you know, food, all the stuff to run your house. That is what the debt ceiling is for the United States government. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase spending. So this is uh, somewhat of a misconception, but they do kind of go hand in hand because once Congress knows they can just raise the debt ceiling, then they know that they can continue to spend whatever they want. But raising the debt ceiling does not technically increase spending. It provides Treasury with the authority to make payments on obligations that have already been incurred. Uh, Again, paying things for which the government uh, has already spent or decided to spend, Medicare, Social Security military salaries, tax credits, uh, interest obligations. Now, again, if Congress knows that they can just raise the debt ceiling, print more money, and then continue to spend, raising the debt ceiling may not directly increase spending, but it definitely has a uh, an impact on future spending. The debt ceiling has been raised many times. We've already kind of touched on that, but since nineteen forty, Congress has agrees agreed to raise the debt ceiling dozens and dozens and dozens of times. So, you know, the raising of the debt ceiling is not something that is uncommon. It is done pretty frequently, every year, every other year, every you know, several years. So it is it is very common to see this debt ceiling increase. Now, here's why it's starting to be more of a headline news this year. Now, every every year that there's a debt ceiling debate or, or uh, you know, we bump up against that debt ceiling, there's always questions around, you know, are they going to raise it? What if they do? What if they don't? What's going to happen? Every time they raise it, they, they've never reduced it. They've never not raised it. They raised the debt ceiling. There is a lot of posturing going on on both sides of the aisle. To try to, you know, one to try to reduce spending, the other, you know, trying to continue to make sure that they pay for benefits that are already committed. And again, not trying to make this political, but you've got both sides posturing against each other and they're using the debt ceiling and our credit worthiness as table stakes. And you cannot, in my opinion, you cannot run the risk of using our credit quality as table stakes. In 2011, 11, Congress waited till the very last minute to increase the debt ceiling, and that led to the Standard & Poor's issuing the first ever United States debt downgrade of their government debt. We went from AAA, which is the highest quality you can be, to AA, and that initially sent some shockwaves through both the credit markets and the equity markets because no one knew what was going to happen next. Turns out it ended up not being a big deal, but playing with the credit worthiness of the United States is a very, very dangerous proposition. And it's, it's not just the credit worthiness of the United States that that impacts There are financial consequences. If the debt ceiling is not raised, that goes far beyond just, you know, getting downgraded again. What you would see is the cost of collateral would increase. So you would see borrowing costs for credit cards, for cars, for mortgages, all of the rates to function as a society would increase dramatically if the rates continue, if we hit that debt ceiling and did not raise it. And that's because the people that borrow money from us would view our assets as more risky. Uh, They would would consider us less likely to be able to pay that back, the, the money we borrowed back. And so what you start to do is really deteriorate from the outside looking in the trust and confidence that other uh sovereign nations have when they own our sovereign debt, not just sovereign nations, but anybody that owns our sovereign debt, they start to have less confidence in the ability to, the, to get paid. And so, in, in order to compensate for that, they're going to charge higher interest rates. So anytime there is a riskier bond or credit investment, the more reward interest you expect to earn. So you would see borrowing costs go substantially higher. You would see equity markets, real estate markets, all take a pretty big, you know, lick on the chin over over not meeting or not raising this debt ceiling limit. And that's part of, again, part of what we saw in 2011 and what led to ultimately a downgrade. Right now, we have, we're we up against the, the debt ceiling and there hasn't been an increase to that debt ceiling. And we are, again, we're posturing over what to do, what not to do. Ultimately, what's being done right now is they're pulling some levers and twisting some knobs uh, to keep us going as long as possible but if we get to june or july and don't raise the debt ceiling you know we as a as an economy can face some pretty serious consequences now that sounds really dire and really bad and and you know like you know we're we're ticking out of time like we're we're in the 11th hour and while we might be in the 11th hour this is not something that's uncommon It is my personal belief that we will resolve the debt issue, we'll raise the debt ceiling, we will continue to fund the government for another one or two or three years before we face this issue all over again. Again, I don't know how we fix the spending problem and we lower our our debt. Um, At some point, we have to do something I don't think that you can just get more and more and more debt. You and I obviously can't get more and more and more and more debt without there being consequences at some some point. But right now, Congress and the federal government, that's how they act. We can just print more money. But at some point, this has to come to, the rooster has to come home to roost, and this has got to be addressed. Most likely, it's going to be in the form of raising taxes, So, a lot of what we're doing as advisors at Paradigm Wealth Partners is having conversations around tax planning and how we can try to navigate, you know, the, the decisions we make and at least look through a tax lens. We don't give tax advice. We don't file tax returns. But we can at least try to look at the decisions we make through a tax lens and see how that's going to impact, you know, longer term decisions. Again, I am a big proponent of uh, not proponent, poor, poor choice of word there, but I'm a big uh, believer that at some point they're going to, they're going to raise taxes substantially uh, in order to pay for this. Uh, And, and I think if you were any business owner you're any household I mean, you realize that's what's got to happen. You either got to go make more money or you got to cut spending or you got to do both. Um, and we're really at that point where we really need to do both. So anyway, you know, I did want to address the debt ceiling. We've got several questions about that. Ultimately, I think this is a bigger deal. I, the debt ceiling is a bigger deal than it should be. They will raise the debt ceiling because I don't think, Congress will jockey imposter, you know, and, and actually put us into default because it'd be catastrophic and they don't want that. The total amount of debt is a very big deal. Um, but again, that's another conversation. How do we address that? So, ultimately, what I want to say is you cannot make financial planning and investment decisions on things that you cannot control. And, and it's not to say that the debt ceiling is not important. It is very important. But you cannot control what happens with the debt ceiling specifically. So it is it is not something that I recommend spending a lot of time worrying about and causing undue anxiety and undue stress on yourself over. I am can't make guarantees here, but I feel pretty strongly that at some point, over the next couple of months, we'll get something resolved here. And then this issue will be in the past. So uh, I did want to take some time to address that. Please like us on the podcast platform you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, please like us. If you get a chance, leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. Uh, It helps us out. Subscribe if you haven't already subscribed thank you for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Create the life you love. Be confident in your retirement.
0: Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.